Mo Farah, how are you doing? Leahy. You went for your big run. I saw you put it up on the Facebook. I did. I'm broken. Hope you're happy now. Um, I am. I'm delighted uh, on both counts. Mostly for the pain, but also for the the success. Great job. Mm. Thank you. I went and ran. So tell us about it. Well, I started with my left foot and and proceeded onto the right. <laughs> okay, so let's let's start with the the easy one. You you estimated last time that it would take you between two and a half and three hours. How long did mm-hmm. it take you? Like three hours and fifty minutes. Christ. Yeah, it took me a lot longer. Is that a I, delicious uh, beverage you're drinking there? It is cola. Ah, uh, it sounded like the a, a whiskey clinking with the with the nice big ice bergs ice cubes. Christ, my brain. Uh, so yeah, four hours. That's that's some slog. Yeah. Um, I mean, towards the end now, I was walkie running mm. because I was my I could feel my knees were going to give in, and I like fuck if I was going to not do twenty one kilometers <laughs> and have to do the thing again. <laughs> So, what was it like? Was it the worst experience ever? It it was pretty hard because I was not at that, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't at that pace, like. And it, and what was more was like I was really slow starting because I was kind of going, oh, I don't want to. So I was I was kind of slow because I was being careful. Right. At the beginning, um. So I was slower than I normally would have been. So you feel if you started out quicker, you would have got there quicker. I don't know maybe I just would have crapped out though you know mm. I was trying to target it and that's why that was both of those are reasons why I was slower than I anticipated did you but did you stop much or did you keep on trucking I stopped at around 11 kilometers I you see what I was doing was I ran from here and kept running around the park and when I was coming at around nine and a half kilometers I decided I'd run back here get myself a get myself uh, a drink of orange um, and uh, change my socks and underpants and go out again. <laughs> Why was that necessary? Because I was real sweaty and uncomfortable and I was kind of like, if I'm going here for another fucking 10 kilometres, I don't want to be really sweaty and uncomfortable doing it. How fucking sopping were your cacks that you had to go and change them halfway through? No, it was it was just I suppose if I had the right gear in the first instance I'd have probably had like you there are kind of like bicycle shorts things that you wear and that would have been fine. But I was just wearing shorts and it just I just felt like felt like I, I wouldn't if I wasn't coming back for the drink, I wouldn't have done that. But I was also like I probably should try and make myself as comfortable as possible for the remaining ten. Did it help? Did you get a new lease of life through your bollocks? Uh, it did. Freed them up. Wow. Freed the Stephen too. How were your nipples? Well, I, like I think the nipple thing only happens to people who are, are like running fast. Right. Something to do with the aerodynamics. Mm. So how are you today? Or, or well, no, how are you straight afterwards? Straight afterwards, I, I, I went got beer. Nice one. Well deserved. And sat down and drank and I was sort of vegetating and I was going to have a bath and I ended up not having a bath 
because I was well I wanted the bath to you know just I thought it'd be good for the muscles but uh, I I ended up just not having a bath because I was too tired yeah that's and, fair that's allowed and today in fairness uh, like I got up and I did my day's work and were you in bits the whole day while you were working it wasn't so much that I was in bits but like when when it came to lunchtime I lay down right and then after lunch i got up finished my day and then lay down again yeah you were sleeping when i rang you there a bit ago yeah yeah so i just i wasn't you know i was able to just do do my day's work and that was all i'm glad that i left it till when i did because like i'd been thinking about doing it oh you know i'll do it maybe of an evening never gonna happen and the problem is like i'd been so bollocks yeah the following morning that you know, I I I wouldn't have liked it to have impinged upon my work, that I was like completely zombified, and so I was glad I did it on a Sunday, where I could have a long sleep. Are you happy and you I did was, it? I'm happy I did it. Well, I am happy I did it. I also think it it sort of interfered a little bit with my <laughs> my routine. Okay. In that I was doing the ten Ks and stuff. Yes. And then once I knew I had to do this, I was sort of preserving myself for it. And then it took longer for me to do it. Uh, you know, it just it threw me a little bit off kilter. Right. Um. So I'm hoping to get back to my actual routine. I don't think I want to go back to 10Ks, but maybe I might go back to like 5Ks and 7Ks and things. Because the 10K takes a long time and I prefer to do a shorter one and try to do it quicker. Okay, I mean that that's that's I can certainly see your logic there. Do you do you have any takeaways from doing the I big have one? Lots of takeaways. <laughs> any anything that you go okay? Well, fuck! I learned this. I never would have thought this. Yeah, never do a fucking half marathon again. You never do it again. Ah, uh, I like unless I was super fit. I'm not going doing a fucking half marathon again. <laughs> I think I think this time next week or this time next month you'll kind of look back at it and. and you look back on it and go, oh, yeah, Jesus, fair play to me. Or like you might get a hankering to go, oh, I'll do that again because you forgot how bad it was. Did you just hate it the whole way through? Hated it the whole way through, yeah. <laughs> I kind of find myself the same any kind of distance I'm running. Like you, you hear people say, oh, you know, after a certain amount of time, you, you start to love it and it's not hard. It's always fucking hard. No, I like I I get that, but you have to you kind of have to be fit and doing it well mm. in order for that to happen. Like I found before when I was doing it that my speed was improving, you know, and you, you know you'd be able to run faster and it wouldn't knock as much out of you. And whereas in this bout of running that I've been doing recently the last two months mm -hmm. uh i've never like i have found it it got easier there for a bit but i never found i was fucking floating along completely happy you know no no i, I have i've yet to reach that like sometimes some days now over the weekend i went out for a, a run and i felt relatively floating along but i still like was constantly thinking how I could also be in bed or I wish I could stop now. So oh, I'm proud of you, dude. I, I think that's a huge accomplishment. And part of me thought there was no way you were ever going to do that. 
Yeah, no. I, well, I did. I said I would, so I was going doing it, but ah, uh, it was it was heavy going. Did you see that dickhead of an old lad running ahead of me? Yes. Ah, uh, and he like he was lapping me and stuff. It was really annoying. <laughs> How old was he? He was exceptionally old. <laughs> Are we talking like sixties? Yeah, probably sixties, maybe even seventy. He was like he was super fit, and you could tell he was wearing, like, I I go running every day and fucking yeah. super fit clothes. You know, he wasn't stopping to change his underpants. He wasn't. I know. <laughs> like, do you think he was running anywhere as far as you were? Oh no! Like. None of them were going running for four hours. None of them were out for a four-hour jog. <laughs> so, did, did many people were many people laughing you? Um, uh, there was one old wagon, and she was power walking behind me. She wasn't even power walking; she was just walking fast. And I kept looking, and she was fucking there. So eventually, I just stopped. Said I let her off now because at this point, I wasn't able to speed up. <laughs> so I ended up, I ended up just taking like, uh, taking a minute to let her off and give her a bit of distance. So I what be on her heels. speed were you going that this hour one was behind you walking consistently? Like I was, I wasn't going much faster than somebody walking, you know. But I was jogging for most of it until the end when I was not jogging. Yeah, you just walking. got your teeth pants in. But I was, you know, I wasn't going much faster than that. But I was, I was, as you said, my tits were jiggling. That's such a wonderful image. You just fucking pogoing your way through a park while some 60-year-old man ran rings around you. <laughs> um, I, oh God, like they, they must have gone around every time seeing you. Just felt like you were a lunatic. And there was this one and she was like jogging, but she was jogging like I was jogging in that it was a sort of a pathetic effort. And she overtook me and I was like, oh, fuck you. And, you know, that probably was like a massive victory for her. Yeah. 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 Um, I was listening to John Prine while I was going around. Ah, uh, yeah, I saw you. You put that up in one of the Instagrams. And I then was listening to the rest of From the Oast House by Alan Partridge. Good things to say about it. I actually haven't started it yet. It is so good. Yeah. It's brilliant. You wouldn't have given Just, some like pump up music a go. Oh no. Um Sorry, go on, you, was, you were talking about the Oast House. Yeah, like some some of it was just very, very funny. Okay. Um one of his things uh, just that I recalled was he was he was given tips on how to um how to compliment women. Ooh. In the current kind of climate where you can't just say, you can't say somebody is beautiful and you can't say, this is all he, what he was saying. Um, and he's like, say if she's got a good Roman nose, you say something like, you've got a good Roman nose. <laughs> I was just so daft. <laughs> Bless him. I, I, yeah, I, I really do need to get around to that because it seems, it seems a great idea. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was your week? Um. Uh, all just melting into one big fucking long day, to be honest with you. I went I went out for a run at the weekend. That was nice. I didn't go on Saturday now because I had a desperate hangover on Saturday. But... What were you drinking? Uh, wine. Hmm. I was over with with Rory playing video games. They're 
their game that they were working on went out to early release so it was kind of like a well let's have a couple of drinks to celebrate I guess the last nine months of work for them and Christ I drank the whole out of it yeah sometimes you need to do that though oh yeah but I didn't get home to like <laughs> like like ridiculous o'clock in the morning and so I felt it the next day um, what's ridiculous o'clock uh, like six. Oh yeah yeah that's too long yeah no it, it was a long hour stretch to be fair it's been a while since I, I, I drank that late but wow yeah I woke up at 11 the next day after just not enough sleep and not great so I said okay I'm not going to go out for my long run today I'll wait till tomorrow so I went out Sunday instead and Sunday turned out to be a grand day so I you know it was great weather and I felt like I was reasonably flying around but it, yeah I mean other than that I, I can't complain it was a good weekend I, I did a relaxo and I had some drinks but every other fucking day is just blending into one now. It's like, maybe we talked about this the last couple of weeks, but, you know, with the kind of Irish mentality you bring to the start of lockdown, that has just been eroded away now. And and with the talks of, you know, level four, level five coming in, stamina is, is very much running out. Yeah, no, I... I'd all plans for this weekend of stuff that I wanted to do um, you know and everything just went out the window so how has level 3 been treating you has it made any difference to you well it fucked up my weekend and that was sort of that bummed me out a bit mm. my sports my my uh, five side soccer has stopped my okay. football is still going for some reason I it was cancelled this week, all right, because the weather, but it's back up on Wednesday. So I'll probably go to that just because there's something for doing. Yeah, it's it's a rough one, I guess, because we've been in it, you know, a little bit longer than you guys. It, it really is dragging the hoop out of it. And it's kind of, I, I don't know if I was talking to you about this last week or just I was just talking to someone in general, but I'd love to see a study done kind of once things start to revert to normal of how different nations and different national mindsets reacted to multiple phases of lockdown and the kind of stamina and and approach just individuals took to it like like a big kind of qualitative survey or something was there a big mad anti-mask protest up in dublin this week there was actually yeah it was on saturday um the national party along with their fucking cohort there's some shower of gomies there some shower of gomies yeah they they weren't marching on Leinster House and somewhere along the way they picked up an anti-protest protest which turned pretty violent I say pretty violent it was only pretty violent by Irish protest standards which is not violent at all so there was basically pucks and kicks and which led to like shit being thrown mm. they ended up even throwing fireworks at each other which I don't know if you've been in Dublin in a while, but it's a very Dublin thing to do at the moment. So yeah, that shit got pretty rowdy and they blocked the path. The the, the guards, I think, blocked the path to Leinster House. So they turned around and marched the, the GPO, but all down Kildare Street and... Well, not Kildare Street. Well, I went into Kildare Street afterwards, but it, it one of the other streets, I can't remember the name of it, I'm bad with street names. They had to put barricades down the middle between basically the... Um, the anti-mask protesters and the anti-anti-mask protesters and they were like you know trying to jump over the barricades and, and go and 
big fucking hoolie over it. It really did not look great and the guards had to build a line in between them where the barriers failed essentially and just link up arms and keep the guns separated. It was mad. Yeah. And what was even more mad about it is and seemingly the anti uh, anti mask protesters were given instructions to block out the media just like forthright. There was one journalist writing that they tried to get through this basic basically uh, at some point the anti maskers were told close ranks and when people tried to get through or get pictures or whatever there was actually like a kind of stage self-appointed stage manager type dude who was saying oh can I see your journalist credentials uh, oh I'm going to have to ask you to move on which is extremely disturbing because because what they're doing is blocking out any coverage of what they're fucking doing it's it, it's I suppose though like I mean, I, I understand it in the sense of all the journalists are against them. So, you know, if this is what your PR is, this is your PR. You know, it's just PR in a different form. Yeah, but you can't like you can't walk down the street and then expect someone else not to be allowed to walk down the street. Yeah, I, co- I completely agree with you, but I mean... You can expect to walk down the street without somebody trying to punch you in the back of the head like Rick Moranis did in New York. What? Or, or but he still got punched in the back of the head. Why did Rick Moranis, why did anyone punch Rick Moranis in the back of the head? I don't know. Okay, but anyway, another thing that um, the anti-maskers were doing is when they had any opposition at all... They seem to have organised just to shout Antifa at them, at the anti, you know, at the at their counter protesters, which. It's such a bizarre time. Yeah, it, it just it, seems like. Like, I mean, even the fact that people think anti-fascism is somehow. The bad guy. Or yeah. An insult. yeah, I mean, I mean, in the name itself is opposition to fascism fascism you know was was hitler in that crowd yeah exactly famously yeah exactly like the it, it just seems like these these dopes if we, we may as well just call them dopes are buying into this american rhetoric of oh you know, basically all this donald trump fucking antifa like antifa isn't even a collective you know, it's not like people have a flag for we are Antifa. It's just a brand that I guess been put on people who are anti-fascist or whatever. Uh, so th- it, it they seem to be just taking their beliefs from the American election. And it, like that's kind yeah. of fucked up. It, it's just I feel like especially with the violence this weekend, because we never really see violence at protests in Ireland. I think it's really a symbol of just this lockdown weariness that people are getting tired and narky and turning into a bunch of toddlers. E, this was kind of growing for a while, though, this weird fascistic undercurrent. Yes. You, like you even saw it because you saw groups become a little bit more prominent in local elections and stuff. True. Okay, I guess yeah. There's there's two ways of looking at it. Is you've got that weariness, but also 
yeah, the very real, not rise of fascism, but certainly undercurrent bubbling reversion yeah. to I it. I mean, like, I think, I think generally speaking, the masses all think they're a shower of knob ends. So, I, you know, I don't feel they're a threat, but you just don't like to see it. Yeah, hate to see it. No, you do. But, I mean, to 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 say that is also, I think, also underestimating a lot of this because... It's... I don't think I'm un- underestimating it in the sense of... I do think they are just a bunch of knobbins and I don't think any of them have any ability or capability or... I think they just are a bunch of morons. And I do think that... We have a, I like I don't want to come across as sort of bashing, uh, the Americans, but certainly how uh, American politics has 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 gone recently, I I do think we do have a little bit more credibility in terms of um of the way our political arena is. I mean, I I just think I don't think it's it's something that. That will threaten our democracy at all. I I mean I hope not, I really hope mm. not. But I mean the same, you know, the same rhetoric, kind of, uh, paved the way for Brexit. It did, but again, there's a couple of things I think underpinning it. That makes Ireland different. One, is the fact that we have proportional representation. In our electoral system, which basically prevents, it's like a stopgap for, that prevents um, uh, these marginal groups from rising. Another thing that, that's there that makes us slightly different is, I think, and even though, I think generally our education system has not taken the heat that it has taken in England and America. True. Yeah. You know, in in England it costs too much to go. And same in America to college, which means you have a lot of people who are lacking in an education. Now, that's not just college, but I think neoliberalism within the secondary school systems has also taken taken a hold in both countries and that's very damaging yeah i i would agree um the education system in america is hugely prohibitive so we are pretty lucky here that we've got much better access i just yeah it's it's boggling to see irish people come out with this you know irish people don't really get passionate about anything politically anymore so, no, but I mean, the thing is, these are. F- we don't have a political issue. We have a fucking Egypt issue. An Egypt issue, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, well, I, I like. I mean, I suppose it is. It is a political issue in some respect, but at the core of it is a fucking Egypt issue. Yeah. Uh, in other COVID news, it's going fucking wild. Yeah, yeah. Do you have it? No, no, not last time I checked. Okay. Anyway. Okay. But why would they love it up north? God, yeah, they've been drinking loads. Yeah, um, it's yeah. All all the border counties are 
well not all the border counties but say Donegal uh, Monaghan and I can't remember the last one they've now got a higher um, proportion per 100,000 than Dublin um, Clare and Roscommon are going nuts as well Italy had 5,000 cases just on Friday Italy? yep oh wow yep the Longford of Europe and it um it's it's just it it's mad that we are totally just went right into full swing of a second phase, and then this news came out today that the Kovo can survive on um uh, certain materials for up to twenty eight days. So it's like banknotes, glass, and stainless steel. That's pretty much everything you touch when you're outside the house. Mm. Which is not. And I, I kind of did a bit of reading about it, and studies are showing that. In colder weather, it can last for longer. So they said between like 20 and 40 degrees, the higher up it goes, the shorter its lifespan will last. But once you go underneath that, I don't think there's as much data. So, it, I mean, it gets pretty damn cold here in winter, well under 20 degrees, full shiz. So anything you could be touching could be fucking, you know, it could last way longer than we think. I still do think, though, that the majority of cases are just people hanging out indoors yeah well yeah that seems to be that seems to be the the crux of how people are getting you don't hear an awful lot about people getting it from banknotes true yeah i mean if especially people are getting somebody who just loves sticking up their nose one thing i was reading today some some kind of junior journalist had done research into statistics on under 18s and he said they're not as widely reported but there is a significant boom there too so schools as you talked about last week or the week before it is definitely a big hub oh yeah i was looking at the the statistics and the average age being like 32 Mm. would suggest that the vast majority of them are probably college or secondary school yeah do you know what else is is really kind of not being reported? Well, not the vast majority. That would make no sense in terms no, of statistics. But I didn't want to the, say it. But like half of them, you know. Yeah, yeah, a significant amount. Well, well, it probably actually might make sense in the sense that it depends what metric they're using. Um, because like if you have one fella and he's he's ninety, to bring it down to thirty, then you'd need, you know. Need you two uh, ten year olds. So I, I I don't actually know, but um, but it's it definitely if if the average number is that low, you'd imagine there is a problem with teenagers and second and college students. Absolutely, and also tomorrow. Do you know what tomorrow is? All I guess when people listening, it will have been yesterday, so they'll have more data on it than we will. But you know what tomorrow is? Tuesday. It's budget day. It's tomorrow budget day. Tomorrow is budget day. It's not been very well publicized at all. So. I knew it was coming up, but I didn't know when it was. Mm. Now, I've read that, like, reportedly there's going to be no change really to PAYE or the universal social charge. And seemingly no real change to social welfare either, except for carers. What we're looking at is more kind of carbon tax and more kind of big picture things that will affect businesses, but not necessarily individuals, except if you're buying, you know, petrol or whatever. But... I, uh, even though that's what th- things are being kind of floated, I'm still kind of shitting it because there was a lot of social payments that neither Fianna Fáil or Fine Gael liked paying out over the last couple of months. 
and I think it it would be a really shitty move to demand the piper be paid now because we're going into a second wave which might mean you know lots more job losses if they do go up to level four or level five so maybe they'll play the long game and put it in next year instead but the fact that the budget is coming now and no one's really talking about it has has me kind of worried yeah well i mean i suppose tomorrow that it'll definitely be up but i wouldn't imagine they can they can impose any hardships on the ma- the masses because it's just not the time, you know. People have had enough. Absolutely, yeah. But what was I going to say? Did you, on a very different note, did you see on the Italians Mad at Food page they put up a tweet from Simon Harris making a horrible lasagna looking thing? <laughs> no, go on. He made this weird fucking lasagna. I think it had spud and every kind of thing in it. Oh, Jesus. But yeah, it, it went up on the Italian's Mad at Food page. And did they know who he is? Well, he was introduced as 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 uh, the Irish Minister for Higher Education. And I assume they jumped on the higher education thing straight away. Well, I when I saw it now, it was just before I went to sleep. So I didn't, I didn't get the full whack of what exactly... Oh, that's fucking great. I love the Italian Man at Food page. We should nearly let them know that we talk about them so much on this show. (laughs) There's a community there we're not reaching and they're full of mad Italians. But another weird fucking dickhead tweet coming from Vradker. Um, He tweeted, Multinationals played a crucial role in lifting Ireland out of the last recession and they will again as we rebuild our economy after COVID. What does Sinn Féin want to do? Tax them. Like that fucking bootlicker. Like, he, he, can he not just get his whole, like, can he not just get his song out of Apple's hole for two fucking minutes? Like, already after giving him, what was it, 13 billion? Um, just saying, here, just keep that. And now, like, wh- what point playing game is he, is he at? I mean, but also, like, multinationals played a huge role in f- creating the last recession. Mm. I mean, Dell just upped and fucked off. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the the thing is, multinationals aren't... I mean, certainly they're big employers, but they're not necessarily reliable employers. It's, they're not exactly what we should be basing our economy around, I don't think. No, and and then leave it alone to him going on about mental health services earlier on this week because it was uh, Mental Health Day yesterday, uh, him calling out for, you know, oh, you know, great job and boosting to mental health services where he's done fuck all, if not make cuts to people who really fucking... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I mean, um, to just be saying it is all he does anyway. You know, he's, he's, he doesn't feel any need to actually act outside of his own interest, but he will give voice to the popular thing. Yeah, he's just the definition of fucking slimy lip service. Mm. Actually, before we go, there's one thing that did happen in the doll that I did want to bring up with the Healy Rays and, and Michal Martin. Did you see that? I did, yeah, yeah. It was odd. Like... It was odd, but it was also 
like Healy Ray's reaction was always going to be what Healy Ray's reaction was. The weird thing about it for me was that Mihal Martin basically had the demeanor of a man telling a mean joke at a pub. So I guess for people listening, the context was uh, uh, Martin was just talking in the doll and he started to tell basically what was a joke about the Healy Rays helping people get cataract surgery. Uh, it was something along the lines of, oh, I'm sure I heard down in down in the back of beyond when they were all coming out of mass. He said, oh, sure, just jump on the bus and we'll go up and get the cataract sorted out for the lot of you. Like, it was a mean-hearted, stupid joke that it, it like... yeah. It, it, was, it was weird, but then the reaction—it's the, the reaction seems to be the thing that everyone caught on to, which was Healy Ray going nuts. He looked real he, slimy doing it. Yeah, he even had that shit-eating grin in his face, like, "Oh, I'm winning points here," but it—it it just belonged, you know, in the doll bar, said to your cronies, not as a fucking proper representative. It was so unbecoming. It was, yeah. It didn't—it didn't look well for him at all, and I mean. Yeah, I don't know, like, Healy Ray's response was just kind of what you were expecting, it wasn't, but but yeah, I thought did think Michal Martin came out badly out of it. Yeah, mm, absolutely, and I thought he he was thinking, oh, I'm the great fella, aren't I great, Say, making this nice joke, and you're like, suck a dick. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. Right, Stephen, get out of my face. Good luck, Adam, talk to you. Have a, and congratulations again on your big run. My great success. Thank you. Goodbye. Up yours. Up yours.